The ETA New South Wales podcast is a podcast made for teachers of English by teachers of English. Every month we discuss the world of teaching English, deliver short and free professional development and hear from experts in our field. Produced by the English Teachers Association of New South Wales, the ETA podcast is all about sharing the expertise. Our aim for this production is to be accessible and to provide beneficial PD on the fly. Hi everyone, welcome to the English Teachers Association podcast. Before I begin, I would like to pay my respects to Aboriginal elders past, present and emerging. I'd also recognise that the land was never ceded and recognise also the spiritual connection of the lands that we're all possibly listening on and upon which I'm recording on. So I'm returning with first episode of the new year, so welcome to 2022 everyone. Glad to be back. Uh, we did have another brief hiatus. It feels a little longer than what it actually was. Uh, but did take January off, as I think most of us probably did after last year. And looking to what this year holds for us. No guest on today's episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter than some of the others. But looking forward to some of the guests that we're going to have on this year. I've uh, got some in the works that hopefully we can bring in sooner or later. Uh, but in the meantime for today... I just wanted to have a welcome back for the year as a short podcast. And although usually, you know, people talk about New Year's resolutions on January 1st, uh, for this episode coming out February 1st, I'll do some some resolutions for us all, I think, or at least resolutions that I think most of us could do with for 2022. So there's three of them in total. Uh, some of them are things that I've tried to do over the years. I found them pretty useful for myself. And so let's just go through them. First of all, the first one, first resolution, try something new in the classroom every year. And a lot of us, I'm sure already do this, but every year I definitely try to do something I haven't done before. Um, that's not necessarily teach a new course. So if you've never taught, for instance, English studies or standard or extension or whatever, uh, it could be, that could be it but maybe you're going to do something with that course you've never taught before. You really want to try something out. Maybe it's something you learned last year. Maybe it's simpler than that. Maybe it's incorporating a new text, a text that you think has so much promise and potential and students will get a lot out of it that you just need to teach it. That could be one. I've done that before. There's been a few we've worked into our programs or there's been space for new texts. And that's been a lot of fun when there's been opportunity for that. Alternatively, it could be an activity or a teaching strategy or some kind of task that you think, I've heard about this, I kind of have seen it or I've tried a little bit in the past, I really want to make it work because I know it can work when it's done properly and maybe you've got the right class for that this year. So that could be more small group work. It could be more writing tasks that are going to be more fun, anything like that. Maybe your commitment is how you're going to manage student workload or your own workload as part of that teaching practice. So you get more peer marking from students. And so they start to develop their own capacity in that area that can help you as well. So these are some of the things that maybe you could do. Maybe it's using a new technology. Uh, there's a lot going on. I know last year, a lot of us probably got familiar with a lot of technologies we hadn't really spent a lot of time with before, or we'd really consolidated in the same ones. So now I'd encourage you to push into something new. Last year for me, that was Floop, Feedback Loop. It's what Floop stands for. I found it really useful for returning handwritten tasks uh, for students working at home. Uh, you can just leave comments. It's a little bit quicker to leave comments on 
uh, and students can still reply to it. You can build up those comment banks, although I didn't tend to use them that much, but it was pretty useful. It was a really good way to just get students to handwrite pieces. Um, so for use 12 students, they were using that a lot as practice for exams and things like that. Uh, so that was a really useful tool I found, but it's also, you can do it with pictures. So if someone uploads a picture and you want to see them do that, you can leave comments on that. It's very quick to leave comments and feedback on. Uh, so maybe that's something you consider. That's one I might recommend to you. Um, but there's plenty of others. You could be, you know, I want to use more video editing with my students. I want to use more Google slides or Google sites, sorry, Google sites, not slides. Uh, and have students create their own websites. You know, there's all sorts of text creation tools out there. There's a, several different comic creator ones or comic strip creator ones, if that's what you're into. As I said, there's the website ones. Sites is just one example of that. There's a few VR ones. Uh, and maybe you have students look at that at home and you've got 360 tours of certain places. Maybe you just wanna do QR codes and have students record things. I know we're all very familiar with QR codes now. QR maker, a QR code makers are pretty easy to find online. So maybe it's anything like that. You just want to work some of those into your teaching somehow. Again, it just takes a bit of effort, but it's really rewarding when they do come off and they really broaden your repertoire of practices and strategies you can use. Uh, and maybe you just need to talk to the people around you, the teachers in your faculty, at your school, or teachers in your network. So there's obviously the English Teachers Association. One of our events, you'll probably pick up something that you might want to try. Um, I know I've definitely learned a lot from some of the people at those throughout the year. So that would be my first resolution is try something new. Okay. Try something new. Second resolution is do something that fuels your passion. That could be any number of things. So as English teachers, obviously a lot of us really enjoy reading and or watching movies or just engaging in the texts. At least I know I do. That's one of the biggest parts of my job that I love. And yet... Often, I don't spend as much time looking for new texts, and I'm not, not saying I need to go looking for them all the time either, but uh, things like reading a lot. So a few years ago, I read a, I made it a goal to read a book a week. I did read 52 books that year. It wasn't always one a week. Sometimes it'll be two in one week and one over two weeks. Um, but it, it averaged out. I did get, I think I've got 54 books in the end because some of them were shorter than I realized, but things like Great Gatsby, not very long, Of Mice and Men, not very long. Just books I'd never read that I really wanted to. Uh, and that was really fun, really worthwhile. And I still remember some of those books, you know, and that was 10 years ago now, I think, roughly. Uh, something like Catch-22. I read that in that year. I love it. It's maybe my favorite book I've ever read. And so finding time to do things for yourself is really, really important. And if they're things that reignite your passion, do it. Maybe for some of you, it's writing. You just want to write critically or creatively. You know, if we want to teach it to our students, some of us, I'm sure, really enjoy the writing side of it. And it can be for yourself. It could be a blog. It could be you just want to write poetry for yourself. You don't have to share it with anyone, but just something that's your outlet, your creative outlet, something that is your passion, ultimately. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be connected to teaching. I know, obviously, as an English teacher, reading uh, would be useful. But it could be any number of things. It could be, I want to get into photography. You know, I've got a camera. I want to go and take all these photos. I can leave the house again and do some of these things. Uh, you know, these things don't have to be expensive. They can just be things you do in your own time. So that would be my second resolution is take some time for yourself regularly, right? I think a lot of us learned last year that that was a bigger need than we thought. 
uh, or maybe than we accommodated for in the past, I think 2022, we're going to see a lot more of people doing that. We're going to see all of us start to go, yes, I want to definitely make sure I'm looking after myself mentally as well, right? And emotionally. So that could be, as I said, any number of things, but something that's really your passion. For me, I'm definitely aiming to increase how much reading I do this year because over the last few years, I just haven't read enough. I will read regularly, but sometimes it's only one book a month, not, and they're not always long books. It's just, I don't make the time. I don't prioritize it. I've heard that's a good quote I've heard once is that time management is just prioritization. So I'm going to definitely prioritize reading more this year. So far, I've already read four books. I went to a secondhand store uh, just before Christmas and picked up a bunch of books very cheap. I know some people like audiobooks. Me, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving and things like that, uh, including this one, this fabulous one. This is the best podcast I listen to when I drive. No, but I've read several books and they're books that I've wanted to read. It was The Dark Tower, the first book by Stephen King. I'm reading now at the moment. Never read it. I've read many of Stephen King's books. Never read this one. It's one I always wanted to, so I'm reading that. Uh, and I, what was the other one I just read? Wasn't too long, very quick. Anyway, I've read a few and I'm in the middle of the Wheel of Time series too. So my aim is to keep reading through that this year. Um, and I've got a few more books to go, but you know, that's something that I'm now going to prioritize and I feel better for doing it. I, I like the break it gives me. Yes. I know there's probably going to be times once term starts and I'm tired, but it's important and I need to do it. And I'm going to urge you all to do the same. Like I said, it doesn't have to be reading. I know if you want to do it, you can, uh, I'm thinking about there was a Dimmicks reading challenge. It gave you different categories to read. I'm thinking about doing that with my students this year. Um, but you know, for yourselves, figure out something that you want to do that's going to really make you happy and isn't necessarily work related, but maybe it is, like I said, it could be like me reading a lot more. Maybe it's playing an instrument up to you. All right. So that's number two. And the third resolution I have for you is be kind to yourself. There's been lots of different conversations around this over the last few years that I've heard and it seems to be increasing or I'm just noticing it more, or it's that confirmation bias that as you kind of notice it, you start to see it more and more whatever it is. But, you know, as teachers, we often feel like we need to do more. Sometimes you can do more, but sometimes you can't. There, You have your limits. And that's related to the second resolution is what more can you do sometimes? I think we have to recognize our limits and are we putting all our energy into too many things or are we really consolidating our efforts into the things that matter and doing a really good job of, job of those? And if you master something, are you keeping that level of mastery of something? So that's another area I think we all need to be better in 2022 is be nice to ourselves. Not necessarily all of us. I'm sure there's plenty of you that are not very nice to yourselves. But I know for myself, at least, it's not reducing the workload, but figuring out better ways to do some of that work or just, again, that time management prioritization side of it. Also being nice to ourselves that if a lesson doesn't go right, it's okay. We've all had bad lessons, uh, that not every lesson is going to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, then just reflect on it. What, what was the reason for it? Was it you, you just brought something into the classroom that, you know, you shouldn't have that, that bad energy, which we know we shouldn't do, but sometimes you just, that little thing gets through to you. Uh, maybe it was, you thought an activity would work, but for some reason there was a disruption and it just didn't flow. The instructions weren't clear the resources you provided for students weren't clear, whatever it is, don't give up on it, come back to it another time, okay? 
you learn the lessons from those ones. And sometimes we need those bad lessons just to remind ourselves, okay, that's not me at my best. I can do better than that. So that would be something else I'd recommend is just be nice to ourselves, including in things like that. Don't take it personally when students are not always respectful. It's not personal, right? They're not having a go at you usually. It's, it's very rarely personal. And if it is, then there's been steps to get cut that off before it gets to that point. So be nice to yourselves, but do your best, right? That's not saying be lazy and say, oh yeah, it's fine. I'll make up excuses. And that's being, being nice to myself, but there are limits. And if things don't go perfectly, then you can learn from them. And we need to accept that. So just three resolutions for us all. Try something new, find something that's keep your passion and mental and emotional health going and be nicer to yourself in 2022. So those are my three resolutions for myself and hopefully some of you others adopt them as well this year. I do have a couple of other things to just put in at the end of this podcast. There are a few ETA events already we know are going to happen this year. We have a series of webinars coming up on literacy. They start in the next couple of weeks, so please register for that as soon as you can. There are other sessions if you go on the ETA websites for other topics as well planned for early this year. There are student days that if they're not already listed online for some of the early ones this year, they'll be coming up very soon. We also have the conference that was intended for November last year, but logistically was just not going to work with unable to have a venue, but also then HSC got moved and marking all of that. So it's been moved to this year. We have the annual conference uh, in a few months. So that's coming up. Submit an abstract if you have something to present. Otherwise, attend and listen to the, the wonderful suggestions of the presenters. I think it'll be really good. I think, especially if it can be in person, a great opportunity for us all to just really see what people have done in the last two years. Um, but then also we have the Early Careers Teachers Day uh, that'll be in term one towards the end. So keep an eye out for that as well. If you have a new teacher coming in, you know, direct them out to that event that can get a lot out of that. Um, but there'll be a lot of details coming about all these events soon. So do keep an eye out on the events page. Check regularly. If you're not subscribing to the newsletter, get that as well to your inbox so you can see when these things pop up. But there's a lot already planned for the first half of this year. And once the conference is done and dusted, I'm sure there'll be plenty more for the second half of the year too. So these are all things I'd recommend you to check out. Lots of fun for us all to have this year. I know I'm looking forward to being on site, hopefully every day, uh, but we'll see what happens. Other than that, thanks for returning in 2022, listening to this. It does mean a lot. We're still working, trying to get it on other services. Apple is some roadblocks, but it's definitely available on Spotify, which is where you probably listen to this now. So I do want to say welcome back. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in a month's time.